Well, if you're a regular listener, you certainly know that I have a big concern about the coming rental squeeze. Yes, I already appreciate that it's happening. I think it's going to get a lot worse. I think the fundamentals are easy to understand. Canada accepted 1,050,000 newcomers last year. Well, obviously, we have to live somewhere. But also, you've got the problem with student visas. When people have been here on a student visa, then they apply for permanent residency. You know, a complicated process, but the bottom line, that is not included in the number I just gave you. So again, we're looking at that, but there's obstacles to investment. There's opportunity with investment. So I asked Justin Smith, he is the president of Hawkeye Wealth. This is what they do. They're a private equity firm that develops rental apartment holdings. Justin, first of all, I appreciate you finding time for us. Great to be here. Thanks, Mike. I've just done a quick summary, summary why I think it's an opportunity. Let me just back up for a second. I want to get your opinion. Why invest you know, for your company in the development of rental apartment buildings? Yeah, we still think it makes a lot of sense, uh, particularly in, in major Canadian markets and a few select uh, secondary markets. And you touched on a few of the points there. Another, another number that uh, is probably fresh in people's minds is that Canada just surpassed the 40 million population mark and and of course the lower mainland is one of the most desirable places to live in Canada so a lot end up settling here and, and also the world uh, you know Canada's desirable Vancouver's desirable so we'll attract our, our more than our share uh, of those newcomers and and the problem is 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 we've underbuilt new rental housing for decades uh, I think a couple of years ago I came on the show and and shared um, the average age from uh, of the Vancouver rental buildings was about I think it was about 62 and I, I and I really think it's we've hardly built anything new so I believe from the last Goodman report here the average age of a purpose-built uh, rental apartment in Vancouver is 64 that means it was built in 1959 so maybe a similar age to a lot of your listeners out there I'm just not sure where where everyone's gonna live and we've got a few rentals coming to market now just just not near enough and and uh it's tough it's tough because of how challenging it is to move projects forward in a timely fashion uh, due to the obstacles well in, and in again the, the 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 centers are are have been consistent you know people move to montreal toronto hamilton area and a broader area there uh the greater vancouver area also uh you know a pickup in calgary and edmonton and uh, I'm interested in the secondary markets, too, as you say. But the main markets, uh, I think, are pretty blatant of where the need is and the opportunity, I guess, from your side. You're looking for places. Obviously, when you build apartment buildings, uh, you want tenants. And <laughs> there doesn't look like there's going to be any shortage in that. But beyond that, that's my little mi macro view. What do you look for when you're looking at a deal? Yeah, we're looking for we're looking for a few different things, and we we work exclusively uh, with third party developers. So we're we're the money here. We're not actually funding the developments ourselves, but our our job is to go and and de de risk it or de risk isn't right right the word. There's there's risk in development here. We're looking to mitigate it in in as many ways as we can. A uh, few key things we're looking at is a the track uh, track record and reputation of the developer. Vancouver's a small town, so you can make uh, you can make a few calls and usually get a pretty good sense of who you're do, uh, doing business with. And of course, with some of the developers we work with, their their reputation uh, precedes them, uh, hopefully in a good way. Uh, another thing is we look for developments that are as close to starting construction as possible, ideally with permits already in place. Uh, one way developments go south is when they take a lot longer uh, than anticipated to start construction. And for anybody that's ever invested in a development in the lower mainland, uh, you know, 
that that part of your your projected timeline is never compressed. It's almost always extended here. Uh, so particularly when you're using uh, debt to purchase the land. So uh, we we our preference is to go and and invest in developments that are as shovel ready as possible. Uh, and then we're looking for fixed price contracts, uh, if possible, on the construction side with a reputable construction company. Uh, and then, of course, the, the the general things we're looking for, that that the math all works, not just with what today's assumptions are, but there's a, a sufficient um, margin of safety built into those numbers. As, as you know, the world rarely unfolds according to the pro forma. Uh, but you're interesting. I want to backtrack for a second. When you talk about are the permits in place, that's a much bigger issue than, again, someone who's not involved may appreciate because that, first of all, the clock's ticking financially. Let's say you've bought the land and now you're waiting for permits. Well, whatever payment you may have on the land continues to escalate. But I mean, that's a huge problem that at least finally is in the public realm that the delay, you know, people want more housing. You don't get affordability without more supply or more rental availability without more supply. And that permitting process is a real key. Your point's just, uh, I just think is a very important one that many may overlook when you think about what are you looking for? Well, you want to be through that process, as you say, uh, you, you don't want to all of a sudden get a snag for two years. And, Correct. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, it completely torpedoes your returns. Yeah. And 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 can it depend on how much debt you're using as well, because you think about it, if, you know, land brought bought in 2021, if it's taking you, you thought you were going to be in the ground in 2022, but in 2023, you're still not in the ground. You've also faced increasing interest rates and almost all these land loans are variable rate loans. Right. So you, you bought you bought them paying X rate and now you're paying yeah. Y rate. And, and that's compounded by the fact that your returns are now stretched over uh a, a shorter number of years. So it, it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of why groups like Hawkeye exist, right? Because there's, there's, we still think that there are some deals worth doing right now, but we're very much in a one foot on the gas, one foot on the brakes situation right now. And investors, if they're not careful, can certainly uh, get into some trouble, particularly uh, with this element of, of expanding time horizons, as you're mentioning. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Eh? Well, the need is so blatant. You know, we need more rent. In, in this case, I know Hawkeye's looking, you know, at rental apartment buildings, but the need is blatant for that. We look at those rent numbers, uh, which I'm still astounded. Every month I look at them, I'm blown away by what yeah. rents are. And 10, so we 15, obviously- 20% increases in a oh. lot of these markets or even, or even more than that at year over year. Yeah. And yet, as you say, so on a, a, a layman's level, you'd sort of go, well, this has got to be a good business. But as you're pointing out, oh, there's lots of variables to be looking at or details to look at before the business side makes sense. I, I just think that's a very important message that you're giving, you know, on that on that basis, because it's it's not as simple as saying we got all these people. They got to live somewhere. When you're talking specifically about a development, there's other criteria and they've got to meet. Correct. Correct. Yeah, you're looking yeah. at the development risk, you're looking at the construction risk, and then ultimately you're looking at the, the lease up and yeah. sale risk. And, and you have to be uh, understand the business enough to, to understand how reasonable each assumption used in the deal is. And then, like I say, apply a margin of safety to each of those assumptions uh, as, as the world. Again, I, I've never seen a I've never seen a pro forma that ends up not being fiction. You just don't know where when you're when <laughs> yeah. you're looking at it. It's it's a very much a Great guessing point. game, and and hopefully it, you know it outperforms. But that's why that margin of safety is so key. A couple of things. Uh, 
Hawkeye's a private equity. Um, I know I'm going to ask you to do the, you know, I always say it, the Barbara Walters one minute version. Obviously, then we're not talking about things that trade on the stock exchange. You're taking a private deal as if 10 of your friends got together and we said we're going to develop this apartment building or get someone to develop it. Pardon me. Um, what's the difference, though, beyond that? And what about liquidity on deals like this? Yeah, it's it's really it's really suitable to a certain type of investor, an investor that can take the risk, right? Development isn't a, a low risk business. You're usually going after those 20 20-ish, even more percent returns. So there's risk, of course, involved with that. Um, and second of all, it's for investors that can afford the illiquidity of not being traded on the market, right? So when you go into a, uh, a deal, and, and again, we mentioned some of the time horizon risks around the development uh, and permitting process, you should be able to go for a number of years without without seeing this money. And ideally, you're not able to do that in just one deal, but you're able to get some diversification across a number of these types of deals um, and and are able to allocate a, enough money um, to, to make it worth everybody's while here. So, you know, if it's the, the person with a, a three, four, five hundred thousand dollar portfolio, it's usually these usually aren't the types of deals that they go into. You're probably better off in the public markets. Uh, most of our clients are, are kind of in that uh, starting in that maybe two million investment size uh, on the portfolio size to, to be able to get enough scale to do it. So uh, again, appropriate risk tolerances and, and comfortable having these investments illiquid for for a number of years. With the trade off being, I mean, you're you're obviously you're obviously going after higher returns, right? A. Um, B. What you're able to achieve is some diversification. You can go and 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 pursue some niche strategies that are difficult to access in the public markets, right? If you want to go and and invest in development in certain uh, lower mainland markets, where in the public markets are you are you going to access that particular niche, right? So you get some diversification and and some niche strategies that you can tailor to your own liking, uh, leading and leading ideally to to higher returns. Well, one of the things you're doing, and I just give people a heads up and I'll remind them later, but uh, you're doing a webinar coming up on Wednesday. It's a week, uh, you know, June 28th, you're doing a webinar. We'll let them know. But I think this is a great example of all of the intricacies that people should be aware of, uh, you know, and that's why you get people with expertise involved. You know, simple as that, that there is expertise. So get someone who's familiar with it. Uh, but I, I think it's a, a very interesting part of the market that you guys are focusing on. Obviously, as I said, my macro view lends to that, but all the other things around that for individuals to have a look and make sure they're aware of. So I know you'll get a chance to do that in the webinar. So uh, I look forward to hearing it and uh, or seeing it, I guess. It's a webinar. Look forward to having you. Uh, Justin Smith is president, Hawkeye Wealth, president, Hawkeye Wealth. Uh, great stuff. More coming.